So Ariel, how many times are you allowed to reboot a podcast before you get arrested? Get arrested? Who's gonna arrest us? The podcast police. There's podcast police? There are now. Oh. So you might be able to hear a dog barking in the background. Uh, that's because we're recording from a special location. Where are we at, Ariel? We are in the treetops of Cedar Haven. We are currently about a third of the way up a uh, cedar tree. Psst, stop it. And our dachshund, Agnes, she's really confused about how we got up here and is quite alarmed. And we can't let her, we can't bring her up here because all the walls aren't together yet. So. It'd be too dangerous. No, go away, Agnes. Go, get, <laughs> little wainer. Agnes. We should have put her inside. <laughs> Go home, Agnes. Go home. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll try to continue. We might just have a soundtrack. Um, I guess the, the, <clears throat> the better question should be how many times can you change directions of your life before getting arrested? <laughs> <laughs> as many times as you need. Yeah. Well, so, no, but it's not totally a change of direction. So here's the thing. We are currently in a treehouse. Yes. Partway up a cedar tree. It's very cool. In a tree house that I helped build about 25 years ago when I was younger than Arwen. And over the summer, I tore it out and rebuilt it. Over this summer? Over this summer. I, I tore it out and rebuilt it, made it new, made it afresh, and now it is uh, safe to stand in once more. So the reason is because we are on my family's property in eastern Kansas. So when most people think of Kansas, they think of like flat brownness. They think which, of the Wizard of Oz. Right, <laughs> which is what most of Kansas is. But once you get to eastern Kansas and you start butting up against the border of Missouri, you've got some nice rolling wooded hills and rivers to uh, frolic in. And so that's where this property is located. We'll do an episode that kind of goes into a deep dive behind how the property came to be and whatnot. But basically, uh, this is where my grandparents built their house 40 years ago. Uh, my mom, had, I think, had just graduated high school, actually, so she, I don't think, ever actually lived out here. Uh, but my aunts and uncles did, and they live, they grew up, bought property next, or took slices off the property, built their own houses. So we have a nice big family compound here. This is where I spend all of my summers and... Christmas breaks and Thanksgiving breaks and looking back on it now with like the retrospect of an adult thinking about my childhood, this was probably the, the one space during my childhood that always felt safe to me and always felt not, there wasn't like this undercurrent of chaos that I was subconsciously picking up on, even though, I mean, you know, every family has their dysfunction and I'm sure there were things going on here, but like for me as a kid, you know, this was a place that was always like that. And it's always been in the, in the plans, in the stars, to eventually move up here. And so that's actually where a lot of the RV thing came from. So what we never told people, really, we never really talked about is that uh, we plan on moving from San Angelo to Kansas. Yes. But we thought, hey, while we're doing that, let's take a detour. And so some people might recall we thought about living overseas for a few years. Then we thought, doing the RV thing. 
So we decided, let's do the RV thing. Since we're going to be uprooting our entire lives anyways, let's go travel around the country, yeah. live in an RV for a while, and then when we're ready, we'll come to Kansas. Right. Uh, yeah. So we did that, and it, it did not last nearly as long as we thought it would. We we pretty much did the full-time RV life about two and a half months. Oh, yeah. We did the semi-RV. Well, here's the thing. We've been doing the our full-time RV life. Oh, well, since February, for about, the end of February. Yeah, for about six months. Yeah. But we, we were only fully, I would say fully remote, fully away from any place that we knew for two full months. And now we're officially off the road for now. For now, yeah. Yeah. It's just the way that the dice rolled. And by dice, she means we were running out of money. Exactly. We had no <laughs> dice. That's well, the here's point. the thing. We didn't... I'll just kick the board. There's still some construction boards up here. Careful, uh, So we're, we're not, like, out of money. No. no. We, but, we almost were. <laughs> well, it's not even that, really. It's just we realized that... If we continued with this in the way we were going, we would just burn through most of our savings. And that wasn't responsible. You know, we didn't want to be in like a worse financial position by the time we got out of RVing than we were when we went in. And so we thought, okay, let's figure out how to make this work while being stationary and not spending a thousand dollars a month on campground fees and stuff like that. And so food and gas. Yes. So the nice thing is up here at the, uh, at the farm. We call it the farm. We don't actually have any animals yet. We, we just will. always called it the farm. We will. Though. But uh, so what we decided, you know, was to come to Kansas and just kind of figure out the next step, whether that was how to get back on the road or wh- yeah. what we were doing. And it just so happened that at the same time we were coming up here, my sister's family was also moving up here. Yes. Uh, to basically take over the property as far as helping the grandparents. They're still on, on the property. They're still living here, still doing well. But there's just a lot to take care of for two people in their late 70s. So now we're all here helping. And uh, three-story farmhouse, if you count the finished basement. So my sister's family moved upstairs. We had an RV pad built. Yes. Uh, near the barn. It's actually really nice. Yeah. And so we have a great setup. We're still in our RV. Yeah. We still are a full-time RV family. We're just stationary. We just also have a three-story farmhouse that we use as well. Yeah. So uh, so now we are engaged in this interesting multifamily, multi-generational m- new experiment of all of us living together and contributing and buying groceries together. Cooking and for each other. Et cetera. So the thing is, you know, we have our two kids. and Milo's two and a half, Arwen is seven, and her cousin Scarlett is 11, 12 days younger than her. 12 or, days. You know, they're best buds, and so kids have been having a wonderful time. They think it's the best thing ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's great. It is really great. It is. It's just hard because we had expectations. Sure. And that's what I, (laughs) it sucks because I always try to not have any expectations (laughs) because (laughs) I know that I'll be disappointed. Well, I guess we should explain why we ran out of money. (laughs) So here's the thing. We had a lot of savings. We had not a ton of savings, but we had enough to give us a nice cushion between Logan um, 
leaving San Angelo and leaving by the stream and finding other means of income and work remotely. However, he was not really able to have consistent income that way. Well, okay, you make it sound like a PR statement. <laughs> That's just truth, though. You weren't able to make any right. money. Well, it's, it's a much, much longer journey than that, though. Okay, then you explain it, because well. this is what I think. <laughs> That's, that's the brass tax. We're, we're doing couples therapy here on the podcast <laughs> in a treehouse with a dachshund I mean, I'm not angry. at our feet. I'm not angry. Or well, so here's because here's what happened is you know when I was leaving my previous company, I just felt like you know, I was felt like I was done. I had done it all that I could at that company. I felt like it, uh, I wasn't going to be able to help scale it the way that it would. I would want it to be scaled if I was going to spend another twenty years there. Uh, and just wanted to do something else, but not totally sure what. Didn't really know what wanted life to look like. And so as I was leaving my company last year, I was starting a new company that was going to do content marketing and podcasting and stuff like that. Uh, and as I was getting that ready, though, I also started feeling like I really didn't want to start another company <laughs> because I was just at a point in my life where, I mean, we were doing the RV renovation and... I was in a point in my life where we were uprooting everything. I was experiencing a pretty intense like loss of identity. Like everything about who I was in my teens and 20s felt like it had shifted. A lot of my core relationships had dramatically shifted in the past months before we left. And there was like, I was also just dealing with a deep sense of anger and just how to deal with that and feeling lost. Like I had no mentors because it seems like every man that I know has just navigated life so poorly. <laughs> it's like I have nobody to look up to, man. Yeah, there's <laughs> no, a, it's pretty rare. Oh, we have we have a couple. Yeah. We do. And but. anyways, and just the men, I just I wasn't in a in a state where I had the mental energy or the motivation or just the sense of wonder that is sometimes required to really grind and push forward for business. And so, even though I was kind of getting this business started at the same time, I was thinking. I just want to go work for somebody else for a while until we get on our feet, until I kind of decide what direction I want to go. And so I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, let's apply for a remote job. And so it wasn't like a hard decision, but I kind of started shifting from building this new business out to applying for jobs while I'm still transitioning out of my old business. Right. And so I started applying for remote jobs probably in November of last year. Yeah, it was about November. And I did not receive my first interview for a remote job until June of 2022. The, the job market is absolutely horrific. Well, I think there's a few things that really played against against me there. Uh, one is I'm probably not good at writing a resume because I've never I've never had a real job ever. <laughs> I don't even know what it's like to have a real job. I don't know what to put on a resume. I looked up some examples. Uh, but there's a few things going on there. One is that I started applying for jobs right when the kind of return to home return to work things were going out, which means a lot of companies that were remote during the pandemic started telling their employees they had to come back in the office. And a lot of those people who were working remotely literally said, I would rather switch jobs and keep working remotely than go back in the office. And so suddenly the, the work pool of people uh, was flooded with people looking for remote jobs more so than it already is. Uh, the second thing was I honestly, I probably could have 
and still could find a remote job tomorrow if I was willing to do like data entry or some scummy sales job. Like there are still a lot of remote yes. jobs out there that I would be qualified for. But part of the problem is I was still wanted to like be in my field somewhere doing something with all of these weird creative things that I have going on in my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the problem though is that anything with creativity is huge competition because yeah. everybody wants to work. Everybody wants to work. Because being yeah. in a creative field is one of the few fields that doesn't feel just absolutely soul crushing every day. Right. Uh, so top of that with any remote job that's truly fully remote because a lot of remote jobs are, are actually uh, or they're hybrid or they're remote but they're geographically restricted like you could be remote in the DC area oh, or yeah. in the Los Angeles you know what I mean? Right. So any job that's truly fully remote and in the creative industry means that the, uh, the available pool of candidates is literally the entire nation. So every remote job they applied for, I would say the average was probably about 300 candidates within 24, 48 hours. Mm, that's crazy. Uh, just on LinkedIn. So that's not even counting like Indeed and some of these other sites. Uh, a lot of them had over 500 applicants. That's and so insane. at that point, it's literally about luck. Yeah. Right? It is. So then actually I started lowering my standards and stuff. But then I did find a, a, a fully remote podcasting job. Yes. Got in contact with me. It was like perfect. Legit company, a tech startup out of Singapore. And they were wanting somebody to basically a job where somebody would just be interviewing business, prominent business leaders in America. It's like, this sounds awesome. Help me build some social capital. And I got through to the third round interview and they I know, we were else. so helpful. Like we were so yeah. hopeful. I mean, I think they said there was, by the time I got to my third round interview, they had had up, upwards of 900 applicants yeah. and I got down to the last few and met, even met with the CEO and everything like that and they went with somebody else and that took me a little a little bit to recover from. I know, it took you yeah. a, a, and it was pretty crushing <laughs> for you. And oh man, I mean in retrospect it would have been a really boring job but it would have been a great uh, like stair step. Yeah, you know? it would have been. Um, so yeah, there was that. I think also, I think that my resume is very off-putting because I've been an entrepreneur Mm-hmm. I just ran off to Africa to shoot a documentary yeah. randomly yeah. and living in an RV. Like, nobody wants to hire somebody who's a I wild know. animal. A nomad, yeah. basically. Uh, I really should have lied a lot more on my resume. Possibly. That's the problem. I mean, or just omitted certain things. But, yeah. you know, you're just yeah. an honest person. Well, because the thing is, people, people don't want to hire people who take risks yeah. or who have interests. They want to hire worker bees who they feel like are just... And here's the thing. As a, a, somebody who's owned a business... You know, you I've can, been in conversations about yeah. hiring people. You can and understand that. We, I remember thinking, like, we want to hire somebody who has a wife and kids because they're less likely to just up and leave somewhere. Right. You know, we want somebody who's chained economically to the nine to five. Yes. So that they will never leave. Working nine to five. So long story short, I decided, we decided, well, okay, we're running out of money. The job search is not going well. I could either just go get a remote job that's kind of sucky or we could go to Kansas and just figure out what to do next. So we started that and then throughout the summer just yeah. figured out. Long story short, between the two of us, we have about three local non-remote jobs that we're closing in on. Yeah. So it's looking good now. It is. It it's is looking, looking good much now. better. But yeah, so I would say I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. mostly embarrassed. Your pride has been hit, I think. Yeah. But I mean, and, you know, at the same time, this is something I said as an airplane passing overhead through the trees. Should we wait it out? Ah, we'll be all right. People okay. are. We're, 
It's the perks of shooting outside, baby. <laughs> I mean, something that I, I did remember saying all throughout our RV renovation was that I would rather be the kind of person who fails at living large and having an extraordinary life than succeed at just living the same life everybody else is. This is true. You know, I'd That's still true. rather have utterly failed, which we didn't fail, we did it. No, we it's did not it. a complete you know? failure. It just didn't last as long as we thought it would. Exactly. Yet. You know, and, and we'll, I we'll be back on the road one day. And I still think that we can figure it out eventually. Yeah. It will but get there. I would rather fail at doing exciting, cool stuff. Oh, that was crazy what bird. The, the bird agrees with me. <laughs> then succeed at at being really really boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now don't don't like make people who have a regular nine to five life feel bad. Oh, I'm sure they have very exciting lives <laughs> when they get to go to their weekly sports things. Oh, babe, I don't stop know. It. <laughs> Don't, don't treat sorry. our people. I'm sorry. I, here's the thing. I don't, yeah, I don't want to get, I, that's the thing. I'm sure it's a wonderful life. But. It's just not a life for Logan Reynolds. <laughs> well, and here's another thing that too is that, you know, I mean, as, as disappointing as it is, like the perspective that I have now is that like, my, my, my disappointment is somebody else's wildest dream come true. Right. Because my disappointment is essentially living at a resort with all of my family. Right. With a soccer field and a basketball goal and miles of woods and the cutest little and Hallmark town. Getting to watch my my kids like my greatest childhood memories are there just like Tuesday afternoons. I know, right? You know, and so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm disappointed, but the perspective that I have is is there's people my age who are struggling to make it at all. There's people who are just hoping that they can beat the cancer that they have, or that the government isn't going to come and kill them. Yeah. And so I don't have anything to complain about right. for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, yeah, yeah I'm disappointed because I had these expectations mm -hmm. and very publicly <laughs> right. kind of like failed. Right, like we, but yeah, we're, we're I, kind of out in the open there. <laughs> I'm still so incredibly fortunate and I've, yeah. I still have left, led, you know, up so far I've just a, a really awesome life and I've, I've, uh, ridden a boat on the Amazon and gotten to walk alongside glaciers in Alaska and touched the stones of Stonehenge right. and climbed mountains Which in Africa. we only did one time because you're actually not supposed to touch the stones of Stonehenge. Oh, snap. No, I, I didn't touch the stones. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a metaphor. Was it? <laughs> you stood in the middle. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and so, I mean, I have nothing to complain about. Uh, I mean... Not to say that it, like I'm not allowed to have problems. I'm still allowed to have right. problems, but my perspective is it, yeah, it is it is important to to make sure that you do look at it with a good perspective and yeah, not allow it to consume you. So, anyways, we my perspective is that uh, we're healthy, we're living a great life. We're out here in the woods. I get to build tree houses in my spare time and go shoot bow and arrows and ride bikes and it's great. And we're living very cheaply because we're all sharing this property, we're all contributing. We still uh, don't have a mortgage. We still don't have a mortgage, which is pretty great. So this property is paid off. So all we do is pay taxes on it. Mm -hmm. So my grandparents pay a certain amount every year. So we're all paying into that and now. We're all pitching in. And it's uh, still way cheaper than staying in a campground or anything like that. Yep. And uh, yeah, so actually I guess we should talk about what we're doing next then. Right. So, like he said before, we're still in the RV. We're just stationary. 
and we plan to stay in the RV for the time being because it's working fine. We even rolled Arwen in school because her cousins she, were going to school. She's in school now, public so, school. She's loving she it. She loves it, little social butterfly that she is. And Milo's still at home with me, and he is having the time of his life because he gets to be a big boy with all of his older cousins. And, and he just loves being outside. Gosh, He's such a he farm does. boy already. He loves being outside. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we are are starting to kind of set down some roots here. This, cause like I said, this is going to be our, this was our planning to be our home base anyway. Yeah. Um, so we're like, you know, we're starting to establish care at the doctor's office and we're open a bank account opened a bank account and we're like all of that grown-up stuff and then um for for me i am almost done with my substitute teaching licensure process um i should be done with that either this week or next week and then i'm going to start substitute, substitute teaching yes um for a little bit of extra money and then Logan, he's in the running now for two jobs. Let's just say that by the time you're listening to this podcast, I'll probably have a job. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on when I release this. So yeah. uh, probably shouldn't talk about too much more yeah. for confidentiality. We're not going really, to really say about that yeah. for the time being. But things are looking up and, you know, it's it's a good place to be. I think... I think, you know, whenever we were like, okay, we need to really examine, you know, you know, we don't have any good income coming in and the money is quickly bleeding away and you have to kind of swallow your pride and say, all right, we need to reevaluate and um, I think where we landed is good. Yeah. Probably should have, like, had another job lined up before I left, <laughs> but I didn't feel like it. Again, the reason is because I did. <laughs> I like how you said yeah. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> well, the, again, the reason is because I, I really changed my mind about starting. Exactly. Really going, which I do technically still have the business, but it's, like, going full ahead with that yeah. as we were leaving. Right. Um, which I think I will maybe someday in the future. Uh, we'll eventually probably have something to do with but that. But yeah. for now, we're just trying to get on our feet. And yeah. we're really excited about, uh, basically, we're going to, from here on out, we're going to be making content about the McCune Family Farm. I don't know if we're going to call it that. generational farm. Name. But, uh, yeah, look, kind of an insight into a lot of people that are interested just locally into how this works, right. having multiple families all living in one house, but There's with their own separate areas. There's always lots of questions. Uh, how we make it work with meal times mm -hmm. and money and, and discipline and yeah. disagreements and uh, having you know, three, sometimes four generations present. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so there's a lot of cool content we're going to make and cool characters to meet, places to explore. Uh, so we're excited about it, about getting out in the woods, yeah. standing up in tree houses. So from now on, we're going to be recording most of our podcasts in tree house. In the tree house. In the in, tree house. In Cedar Haven. In Cedar Haven. So a lot more that we could say, I think, in further episodes, obviously we'll talk about things on the farm, but yeah. I think I would like to later on elaborate more about, like, what I've been processing, mm -hmm. especially while we were on the road, right? but also just over the past year. Yeah, because honestly, I think 
I think this is definitely, I have no regrets or wish that we had done it any differently. Like, this has yeah. been the best um, thing for us. Moving from San Angelo has been the best thing for us. And obviously we miss certain relationships there, but I haven't really missed Texas at all. So I miss Buttercup. Well, that's true. I do miss Buttercup coffee. Yeah. If you ever hear this, owners of Buttercup, <laughs> we miss you and we miss your uh, delicious coffee. I like, have their number. I can call. <laughs> I know. Have them ship us some stuff. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, because there's two two things I can think of. One is just the, the process I feel like I went through where as soon as we drove away from San Angelo, I probably spent the first month on the road processing things that I feel like I wasn't able to process while I was there. Like I needed some geographical distance. It was like, we honestly, when we, cause we sold our house, when we drove away from San Angelo and we knew it was for good, like I just felt this incredible weight just come off of me. Felt it in my body. I did, I felt it in my body and it was like this crazy release of tension, and of stress. It's like breaking up with an ex. And Actually, I don't just know. felt so giddy. And I remember, didn't I laugh? And I said, we did it. <laughs> we, yeah. we got out. And I just yeah. like laughed almost uncontrollably because I was like feeling all those, that stuff like bubbling up and out of I'm me. I'm pretty sure you even like rolled down the window and you stuck two middle fingers out. <laughs> no, I at did the not. sign, at the I city, did city, not. city limit sign as we no, were leaving. No, I did not do that. I'm pretty that. sure you did. No, I didn't. Oh. You maybe, made, maybe I'm imagining that. <laughs> I did not do that. In my, in my head, you did. <laughs> Metaphorically okay. speaking. Well, I, I, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, it was a, a wondrous healing thing. And we are still healing and still processing. And it gets better all the time. So Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, for me, it was like the first month was really learning to part with my anger. I think I had just, like, my base level mood the past, not even just the past year, really the past, like, two years maybe had been pretty, pretty grumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, there's just some deep stuff down there. Uh, I wish we had a free traveling therapist we could go to, but if the mountains are pretty a, good therapy. Any therapists listening to this <laughs> could hit us up because so, we're looking for a good one. <laughs> and then after that, you know, after that job thing in June slash July, I actually, I think I woke up on my birthday to see that I had been passed over from the yeah, job. Yeah, that sucks. I was like, oh, come on. It really does. Uh, but man, I, that put me on a journey for a few weeks of really seeing how I had a really unhealthy relationship with creativity mm. and how a lot of stuff going back to as a teenager about how I'm seen and valued. Right. Uh, just a lot of work that was good work, but sucks. Good work, man. Anyways, we'll elaborate on that later, but what we are doing here in a few weeks is chopping down two huge trees. Trees. I'm excited and about yes, that. yes, and then um, Maple Leaf Festival Maple Leaf Festival's coming. coming up. And then, and then we'll go get to see my mom for Thanksgiving. Yay! Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Shout Science City. Shout out to City. my mom. Hi. And Jim. Love you guys. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yes, it's it's a good life, guys. It's a good life, and I'm really thankful that we're here and what brought us here. Whoa, that was a, a hedge, hedge apple. A hedge apple just fell out of a tree. Dude, okay, that is something onto the I, ground. that terrifies me about walking now in the woods. Now our wiener dog Agnes is sniffing it. What if another <laughs> one falls? That would crush her skull. It could if one fell on Those her. Those are so hard. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I think our next episode will be an in, an introduction to Cedar Haven. Yes. And the family farm. Yep. Which will be exciting. This is more of a transi- transitional episode yeah. 
from Reynolds on we the run to whatever's We just needed to next. address the elephant in the room, per se, because lots of people have been asking, you know, what are you up to now? When are you getting back on the road? What's happening? I'm like, this is what's happening, guys. Like, life mm. has kind of changed dramatically and quickly. Nobody's asked me that. I don't think people... People, people ask me that all the time, babe. Oh. Yeah. It's because you're the woman and men don't talk to each other. I guess not. I don't, don't know. I get, yeah, I get lots of questions. So anyways, Reynolds on the Run is now Reynolds... On the farm? On the farm. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come up with a better name. We're but. still, yeah, we're still work, working on that, but... Still better than the suburbs. Oh, yep. Don't miss it. All right, we're gonna sign out. You wanna do the sign out, the sign out song? What's the sign out song? We practiced this. We did? Yeah. I don't remember this. <laughs> so long. No, okay, no, no, okay, stop. <laughs> we're, we're done. I thought it was gonna be funny, and now I'm realizing it was just a terrible idea. What? I know, I know how to <laughs> sing that song. Okay, we're gonna leave before we embarrass ourselves. <laughs> Bye. All right, Reynolds out. <laughs> <laughs>